Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to the 2018 Western Conservative Summit. We are back, and uh, all our Drive Radio listeners, thanks for hanging with us today. Crawford Broadcasting has been here all day yesterday, and pretty much we will be here uh, for the, throughout our show today, and then uh, some of the gang will be hanging out and handing out some of our things from the station. Real quick before we get started, let's go to the phones real quick and talk to Dan Johnson, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Dan's one of our wonderful sponsors of our show. Dan, how are you, sir? I can, I, let's try Dan, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, there I got go. you now. Yes, sir. So how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. We're out here selling cars. He's All right. Back. Good deal. All right. Well, uh, again, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, uh, our great sponsor, and um, I tell you, Pull my truck around today, Kevin here, parking here, and a few parking guys like, man, that's a good-looking truck. Yeah. And I said, hey, go to Linlaw Chevrolet. You can have one, too. So what's going on out hey, there this weekend? Well, funny you say that because a truck just like yours, which is an LTZ loaded-up truck, well, for a limited time, we got 20% off on those, and that's a lot of money. Oh, I may need to come get another one. <laughs> yeah. You need to. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, How that's you, a great. Kevin? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, it's a nice nice time of uh, the year to sell some trucks. Yeah, it's uh, you know the deals are good. You know we're closing out, starting to close out 18s. We're ordering 19s, so you know they're starting to put good incentives on everything. So it is a good time of year. Selection's good, and uh, come on out. Yeah, here's a great deal about Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. I mean, there's a lot of great deals, and I could take the whole show to talk about those. But uh, if you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, uh, Dan can fix you up there. And if you know, if, he, if you, I've had a lot of people say, you know, I went to his website, didn't see what they were looking for, and I'm like, you know, just go in and see Dan. Tell him what you're looking for, and he'll do some searching and uh, uh, can try to find it for you. But let's say you've got a car you just want to sell. You don't even have to buy a car from Dan. He'll buy your car from you. So uh, a lot of dealerships don't do that, and I uh, promise you, Dan will give you as much for your trade and more than anyone, and he has proved that over the years with us as well. So um, besides on Silverado's, any other uh, models you got some specials on right now? Well, Suburban Tahoe, they're doing 15% off, uh, 20% off Malibus and Cruises. I mean, it's... The incentives are great right now, and you're absolutely right about used cars. I, I could use a few, and uh, I will give top dollar for them. So, you know, the stars are aligned. If your listeners are in the market at all, they should at least give us a shot. All right, good deal. We'll get out and see Dan. Again, their tagline for years has been drive east and pay the least, and that's exactly what you'll do. And uh, But make sure you go in and see Dan. Or as soon as you walk in the door, his office is right to the left, a glass office. You don't see many glass offices for GMs. They want to hide back behind the magic curtain to make the deals. That's not Dan. He is right in front, a glass office. So go in and see him and tell him you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado. And, Dan, we appreciate it, sir. Yep, too bad. How is it down there, fun? 
You know, it's really cool. I mean, we've met a lot of great people. We are uh, going to have gubernatorial candidate Greg Lopez with us uh, here in just a moment. So, you know, it's great to meet these people that you see on TV and you, you kind of hear things. But then when you get to spend some time and talk with them, um, boy, you see that we've got some great hope for Colorado. We just got to get the right oh, folks in the right positions, you know. That's good to hear. I hope I hope we do. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, Dan, hey, man, we appreciate it. We'll come, we'll be over to see you soon. You bet. Have a good weekend, guys. All right. See Thank you, you so much. Well, real quick, let me reset. Once again, we're coming to you live from the 2018 Western Conservative Summit. My name is Scott Watley along with Kevin Flesh. Kevin's joined us today. And uh, we are going to uh, talk about the outdoors, but being we are here, we certainly want to take the opportunity to talk to a gubernatorial candidate, Mr. Greg Lopez. Great to have you, sir. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me, Scott. You know, it's kind of weird. Just saw him on TV the other night on Channel 9 debating, and boom, here he is sitting in my radio show. So uh, very cool. I've heard you on other other stations and (laughs) other interviews, so I'm I'm glad to have you this afternoon. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. So, I mean, life's been real calm for you, nothing going on. (laughs) You're just bored to death. That's right. Man, first of all, for somebody to get into this, you got to believe in what you're doing because otherwise it's insane it is you know no you really got to have a passion for it i mean you really got to have that fire in your belly that says you know i'm doing this for the right reason i'm doing because i want to make a difference i'm doing it because i really truly feel that you know the state is going in the wrong direction and you know it needs some leadership and you know it is a sacrifice on the family and it's a sacrifice on you know your personal life but you know that you're a part of something bigger yeah. you're part of something that's for betterment for the state so i'm having a great time sure you know, traveling the state meeting great people talking to individuals like yourselves so yeah yeah and you know i think that's really important too because i think a lot of times it'd be easy just to focus around denver boulder whatever right but when you go to these other little small communities they, they can make a difference they really can you and know you've got to get your message out there too exactly you know and i'm one of the candidates that truly understands that there are 64 counties in the state of colorado it's not all about denver it's not all about boulder it's about the 64 counties you know that make colorado the great state that it is and you know as a governor i think it's important for the individual to understand that his job is to protect promote and preserve mm-hmm. the various economies and the different ways of life that make Colorado the great state that it is, you know, in recreation, outdoors, you know, agricultural, ranching, all these industries need to be protected and preserved. Right. I saw the interview the other day with the other candidates right. and everything, and uh, I'll just say it publicly. The only thing I didn't like was the guys interviewing. <laughs> they, they seem to be pretty disrespectful, in my opinion, uh, you know, not really giving you time to answer things right. And if they didn't like your answer, and they seem to be a little disparaging. But... Um, the red flag bill mm-hmm. came up about that, and, and of course, this is an outdoor show, and we're kind of gun guys. Sure. But, you know, and I think we can all say, and Kevin's an attorney, uh, we don't want to see anybody that has a mental issue with a gun. That's true. Mean, okay. Right. And uh, certainly feel bad for all the events that have happened, you know, at schools and with our policemen and all the different things like that. But uh, in your opinion, that bill was kind of shoved in at a wrong time, wasn't it, and just tried to get slammed at the end? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was one of those, you know, uh, shenanigans at the very end, you know, hoping that it could pass. You know, and these are the types of things that, you know, we need to always be watchful for. You know, that was truly a bill that was designed to take away our guns. Yep. Had nothing to do with a mental health issue. That's the way they tried to couch it. But if you read the bill, there was nothing in there about yeah. mental health. 
you know. And so, yeah, you know what? And I carry the Constitution of the United States in my pocket because I'm a strong advocate for supporting the Second Amendment. I'm a concealed weapons carrier permitter, you know, not carrying it today because we're here. But you know what? Check. Check that <laughs> off. You know. Check. Check. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. But I can tell you this. I really believe that these are the documents that give us our freedom and our liberties, and I don't like anybody playing games with the Constitution of the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the things that's interesting about you is that before you started running as a candidate, you also went around the state in another role, mm-hmm. um, and you were able to, to meet people throughout the state. And let's talk about that and how you're different than the rest of the the candidates that are out there um, sure. about your experience with that and how that's going to affect your governing the state when when hopefully you get elected right. to this office. Uh, and to your point, I'm the former director of the United States Small Business Administration here in Colorado. Right. I did it for over six years. And so my job was to travel the state, help small business be successful. You know, So I talked to yep. chambers, banks, economic development groups, really trying to... Co- make them understand that the heart and soul of any community is small business. And we need to make sure that small business thrives because there's over 500,000 small businesses in the state of Colorado and they employ over a million people, you know, and so it's really important for all of us to support a small business owner because that's truly the American fabric. You know, our country was built on the shoulders of small business. Yeah. It's not built on corporate America, you know, and so I'm also a former mayor, you know, I was a mayor of Parker. You know, I was very fortunate. I was elected at the age of 27. I was the youngest mayor elected in the state at the time. And I was also the city manager. So I understand all the issues that we're dealing with as it pertains to transportation and growth and economic development and regional development. I sat on the board of E470. So I understand transportation. You know, so, yeah, you know, I've been traveling the state. So this is kind of like my second, third time around the state, you know, wearing a different hat. But, but that's good. I it mean, is. Right. You've got to see things from other people, you know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what the conversations that we have, too, about the people that come to Colorado for tourism and other things, Colorado has a great, I mean, our natural resources here are so spectacular. That's why people come here to begin with normally, yeah. right? I mean, obviously jobs and everything else are important, but talking in the context of our of our show, talking about why people come for the outdoor recreation sort of community and, and tourism, what... What are you going to do to try to help the state manage that aspect of its of its resources and and make it better? Well, you know, and, and that's the that's the delicate thing, right? Is look, Colorado has so much to offer, not only to our own residents, but to people that want to come and visit. I'm going to tell you, tourism is a beautiful thing because they come, they leave their money, and then they go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't want them to stay. We've got enough. <laughs> so that's a beautiful thing. You know, but we really need to make sure that we balance our water, right, as it pertains to agricultural, Mm -hmm. recreational, the outdoors. I mean, that's what makes us unique. You know, and when you come into Colorado, I think uh, the majestic mountains and when you feel the open space and you feel how wonderful the residents of Colorado are, you really enjoy being here. We are the West. If you want to come out and experience some ruggedness, if you want to come out and experience what it really feels like to be in the outdoors, you got to come to Colorado. Absolutely. You know, and so we need to balance that, right? Um, and I'm very, uh, you know, one of my biggest concerns right now is the dryness, right? The fires that are going on, those types of things. But I think with um, individuals like yourself helping us in the state, making sure we're making good decisions, mm-hmm. I think we'll continue to have a great future for our state. Right. 
You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado, and we will get to some outdoor things here for the pretty much the, <laughs> the rest of the show. But we we're down here at the uh, Western Conservative Summit, and uh, wanted to get Mr. Lopez on and just uh, let you get to meet him a little bit because I think you know you get to see a lot of things on TV, and sometimes with the uh, constricted time there. You may draw a wrong picture because I don't have time to give you the full answer. All right. Okay. And so um, we certainly uh, are going to figure out some time to get you on some different things. Our Definitely. show during the week and yes. here again, just so people get to know you a little bit. And right. I think that'll be huge. Real quick, though, I got to ask you about the marijuana thing here mm-hmm. in Colorado. Okay. Because uh, tons of money. Let's, oh, yeah. Okay. So we're probably never going <laughs> to get it taken away. But. What are your thoughts on it? You know, uh, and I, I believe I remember correctly that you were originally uh, against it when it. When I voted against uh, yeah. the amendment, you know, and, and I still struggle with the whole thing and what it's doing. I mean, we're now dealing with the cartels, you know, here in Colorado, specifically in the rural communities. Mm-hmm. It really has impacted our educational system with our young men and women, you know, and so we've got a problem. Yeah. You know, we really have a problem that a lot of people don't want to admit, don't want to talk about, you know, but it is a constitutional amendment. You know, so now we have to work with what we have, you know, but I was talking just to give you an idea as I was talking to a um, police officer in Commerce City because we walked in the Memorial Day uh, parade and I was asking him, you know, is there any concerns that you guys have here? And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, what's happening? The cartel are buying homes and they're growing 400 plants inside the homes. Everything's automated, the water, the lighting and so forth. He goes, we struggle with that every single day. You know, so just like any other industry, right, it was supposed to stop the black market of marijuana. Yes, sure. It seems like it's increased it. We still don't know where all the money's going. So, you know, we have a big challenge ahead of us when it comes to marijuana. Yeah. And you know what? The one thing I want to make sure everybody understands is, like, why do we call it recreational? It should be retail. <laughs> right. right. It's retail marijuana. Mm-hmm. You know, and we call it recreational. I think it makes it sound like it's not a big deal. You know, right. everybody can enjoy it because it's just part of recreation. Sure. And that's not what it is. Yep. You know, I run into it all the time in my practice, the DUIs and the other things relating to the marijuana. And so many people, when it became legal, came here and they thought, well, I can smoke legally, so I can't, you know, I should, there shouldn't be any regulations about getting behind the wheel of a car and being impaired. And right. that's conversations that I had with people right off the bat. And that's the, the co- sort of conversation that we have to have with people that it may be recreational, but there's some real downside to it. And there's some real aspects of your life that are affected by it. We've got to figure out how to deal with it. Exactly. That. Yeah, we definitely right. do. All right. Let's do this again. Okay. And then we'll get your information. We can stay in touch. And uh, you're always welcome. And if there's things we need to know, let us know. And we'll, we'll get you on. If I may, I just want everybody, if you want to go out and find out more about Greg, go to my website. Please. Sure. LopezForGovernor.com. You know, right. you can find out more where I stand in our positions, and I welcome your support, you know, and vote for me because we got to get a Republican elected. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. You bet. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, sir. All right. Here's nice a deal for Ke- from Kevin, too. <laughs> so, uh, good thing keeping your car there. Thank you, guys. All Thank right. you. We're, Charlie, we're going to skip this break here since we are live, and we're going to go right to the phones and talk to Austin Parr from Discount Fishing Tackle. Austin, how are you, sir? Doing excellent, guys. How are you? Hey, we're doing good. Uh, I'll be honest, no one's around right now, so I wish we were fishing. But yes. we are stuck <laughs> in the convention center here. Uh, but uh, it, we're having a great time getting to meet a lot of great people. And we want to thank um, uh, Mr. Greg Lopez for being with us there. But uh, let's talk a little fishing real quick before we have our next guest here. Um, what's happening out on the waters? 
you know, if you're going to be a fisherman in Colorado, this month right now is the time to get out and, and get after it. Whether you're a fly fisherman, conventional fisherman, it doesn't matter. The, the fishing is fantastic, you know, and with some of the, the lower flows with an unfortunately low, low amount of snow this wintertime, uh, you know, we're seeing later summer flows right now, so the fly fishing bite's fantastic. Walleyes across the state are on fire. Um, I mean, pretty much pick a destination to head there because it is fishing very well at the moment. Hey, Austin, I'm going to be going out uh, this, this evening on, uh, over to Cherry Creek and do a little walleye fishing. So any of those folks that are planning on getting a night bite in tonight, what's, what's going on over there? Absolutely. So all the fish right now in that lake are all up on structure somewhere. So whether that's in 6 feet of water or 10 feet of water or 15 feet of water, the, the biggest thing you're looking for is to have them up on top of something. So ridge lines, humps, anything that comes up off of the main basin. Those walleyes are stacked all over the place out there. And electronics are important. Um, you know, being able to find those fish as usual is important, but right now the fish are very concentrated. So when you find them, you are in for a lot of catching. But I've been having a lot of success. Uh, locating fish, utilizing some lindy rigs, pulling along the edges of ridge lines, and, and then once you find fish really concentrated, you'll stop and cast to them. But leeches have been very good, little paddle tail swim baits have been very good, and then the jigging rat bite is really beginning to turn on right now. Nice. So the, I, I had something interesting happen to me last week. I was out in Cherry Creek, and I had a, three big balls of uh, gizzard shad that were on the surface. And uh, can you tell us why they're doing that this time of year after the hat, you know, after they've yeah. uh, completed their spawn? So those big, big gizzard shad, the adult gizzard shad, grew yeah, group up before and after the spawn. So you'll see uh. them in giant, giant hordes. And right before the spawn happens and during the spawn even, you know, you can really get fooled out there on your graph because you'll mark a ton of fish and they're all up shallow and they look like, look like walleyes, but they don't bite and they're all the shad up there. And they tend to do that on the pre-spawn and the post-spawn out there. Um, so it's just kind of just kind of something that happens. They they group up and and become. I mean, huge schools sometimes, as you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, like twice the size of my boat, sort of sized pods. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. And they were on the surface. And I was like, I knew what they were. It was just so I got out a little uh, a little jig and I caught a couple on the on the jig right in the middle Absolutely. of them. So that That's was kind funny. of fun. Yeah, they're actually pretty pretty hard fighting fish, but no walleyes underneath them because they were too big. <laughs> Yep, also, yep, we'll also, be seeing those walleyes come out here soon. Yeah. You know, any other, all the, once all the little babies come out. Uh, any other reports uh, around the state, you know, are smoking hot? Yep, so northeast Colorado has been fantastic. Uh, Sterling in particular has been good, and then Jumbo also. Uh, Jumbo has been producing some fantastic baskets of fish out there, um, you know, really solid, high-quality fish and lots of good numbers out there. Uh, same thing, jigging wraps on structure. And then the Arkansas River are totally switching gears here, um, but going down a little bit more to the southwest, uh, the Arkansas River, the flows are absolutely prime down there. We're starting to see a lot of PMDs starting to come off. Um, still a few bluing olives hanging around, but lots of guys are getting lots and lots of fish on dry flies. You know, a lead yellow humpy or, or a bigger parachute PMD and then dropping off a pheasant tail or a split case PMD off the back has been good. And then we've also been seeing um, but the whole river down there is really lighting on fire. Wow, that's great. Well, Austin, man, thanks so much. If you want to go on a great fishing trip, and I, I'm not just saying this, uh, we've done it. We have. Kevin, we've seen the difference. 
Call Austin. You will catch some fish. 303-514-5546. That's 303-514-5546. Of course, Discount Tackle is the store. They're on Santa Fe, and you can catch Austin there as well. But, again, great, great guided trips here, and Austin will get you fixed up. And, again, his number is 303-514-5546. Well, Austin, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Once again, if you're just getting in your car or turning on your radio, we are coming to you live from the 2018 Western Conservative Summit. And uh, we are glad to be joined by some folks we met last year uh, here at the show, the American Lands Council. And Jennifer Fielder is with us. She's the CEO. Those are three initials I've always wanted to have, Kevin. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get there. But uh, she's the CEO here of American Lands Council. So, Jennifer, thanks for being with us. It's my pleasure. Thanks. So, um, from last year to this year, yeah. Let's just talk about maybe what's changed, well, or what you guys are really working on now. We are seeing some major progress towards getting our public lands managed better, and that is by bringing management home where it belongs, rather than having Washington D.C. make all of the decisions. We're working on getting those decisions brought back to the states and the local governments and the people where these lands are located. So um, the Trump administration has been very helpful. They've been very good to work with. Congress has an appetite to help uh, transfer management responsibilities to the state and local governments. So there's all kinds of different pilot projects that are out there and individual projects where the federal government is actually transferring management authority. But what the American Lands Council is working on is the real long-term solution, and that is to transfer title of the land to the state so that the federal government can't yank it back in the future so that the people in Colorado would always be in control of their lands and resources within their state. So is Utah sort of the model that you're looking at to some degree with regard to that? Are they the leaders right now in sort you, of doing it? Yeah, Utah's been fantastic at leading out on this. They passed the Transfer of Public Lands Act back in 2012. It right. was State Representative Ken Ivory, who was our former uh, CEO and president uh, of the American Lands Council, that they got that started with um, some county commissioners, Doug Heaton, who's on our board, and uh, Alan Gardner and some other county commissioners in Utah and Nevada. And those guys really got it going. Um, but the, Before we get to that, though, yeah. let's, let's just, because there's been such sort of negative press about it, and people don't understand what is actually yeah. the back, backbone of that process, why don't you explain to us what, what they did and how how that occurred that they were able to make some of these transfers happen. Well, the federal government has a constitutional authority to transfer the land to anybody they want. Right. They can sell it. They can transfer it. They can grant it. They can lease it. They can do whatever they want while it's under their federal jurisdiction. Uh, what we're working on is to, to get them to, to give it to the states so that it, the people in the states make those decisions. So um, it's happened over the centuries, uh, time and time again. Just they've stopped doing it. Back in about 1976, the federal government uh, opt- adopted a policy of retaining all the land, and now right. they're trying to acquire more and more land, and they can't take care of what they have very well, and that's why we're seeing these catastrophic wildfire conditions out there and lack of timber management. We're seeing ranchers run off the land, and and we're just seeing a lot of conflict with our public lands because of the uh, the thick bureaucracy from Washington, D.C., and the politicized science and all these things that right. are driving the decisions from thousands of miles away. And we'd like to bring those decisions home locally so we can work it out within our own states. Sure. You know, Kevin, I think the hard thing, and, and I think for people to find is just places to go to get the real truth about right. stuff, oh, yeah. no matter what we're talking about in government or whatever. Yeah. So uh, is the best thing for people just to go to your website? Uh, the American Lands Council is a great resource. Okay. It's AmericanLandsCouncil.org. Okay. We also have a Facebook page. 
But uh, I'd like to hit on that truth thing a little bit because the, the opponents of this are, are really distorting the issue and trying to make it real, real dirty and real toxic. Uh, for example, I, I serve in the Montana State Senate, and right. I, I ran legislation that would prohibit the state from selling the land after it's transferred to the state. Right. And these groups, uh, phony, some phony sportsmen's group and some left-leaning, left very hard left-leaning groups came up, and they testified against the bill that would have kept the public land public. Then they held a big rally in the state capitol saying that my bill was to sell off all the land. I mean, it's it was a black and white. It was a one-paragraph bill, very, very simple. All it did was prohibit the state from selling the land after it was transferred to the state. And these so-called sportsmen's groups from the left were telling all the sportsmen that, oh, they're going to lock up your land, they're going to hang no trespass, you won't be able to hunt and fish. That's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> I hunt and fish. Our, yeah. our whole family does. We rely on these lands. We sure. love the public lands. We love to get out there. My best, my best elk, my best deer, my best trout. You know, it's come off public areas. So. Um, we just want better management. The American Lands Council is a group of people that care about our public lands, and we want them managed better. And we understand the constitutional system that our founders left for us, that it's up to the states to be able to govern the lands and resources within their own state. And when that happens, you get better decisions because they're being, being made by people closer to the subject matter. Now, if Kevin and I made a trip up there, could you show us some public land where an elk and a fish might be? I sure could. Okay. I sure could. Oh, Field I trip. Could. Absolutely. It's the American Lands Council. And, again, Jennifer Fielder, she's the CEO. Go to that website, AmericanLandsCouncil.org. And, um, you know, we kind of talked about this last year, and, uh, and everything gets busy, and before you know it, a year has passed again. But we'll try to figure out something where we can have these folks on from time to time just to uh, throughout the year uh, just to keep us um, in the loop and uh, have the right knowledge and different things and uh, different things that are coming up that our, our sportsmen and outdoorsmen need to know. And I think it's really important for folks to go to your website and also maybe the Facebook. I haven't looked at the Facebook. But the, the literature you have here, if it's consistent with what your website says, it really talks about what, you're, what is really important, which is the management of those lands. And we can have discussions all day about the horrific wildfires that we have, but it's a direct... It's directly re related to the fact that we don't have any management of those lands. Right. And then when you get a pine forest like we have in Colorado that needs to have burning going on on a regular basis, and you don't, you're going to have a much bigger fire at some point. And it sort of leads into the issue of, of the lack of management. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of improvement to be done on oh, management. Yeah. One thing, we um, people are kind of afraid of this whole idea of all the land being transferred all at once. What we're working on is a federal bill that would allow the states to pick out which pieces of land right. that they want to acquire and when they want to acquire them and, res and responsibly manage those lands. So the states could go at their own pace on this thing. And, and you know that the states are going to do that, and it's not going to be an all-or-nothing sort of deal because the states are going to have to figure out in the... The local people are going to have to figure out how they're going to deal with the management and the funding, and it's just going to take some time, but it's better than what we have now. Yeah, and who better to make those decisions yeah. than the people in your own state and your own county for the lands Absolutely. that are in your state and county? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, let's try to figure out something, because this is an important topic for yes. our listeners, you know, very, very much. It so, sure is. Uh, yep. We'll try to uh, talk again before we get out here today. Thanks, Scott. All right. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Kevin. It was nice meeting Alrighty. you. All uh, boy, Kevin, uh, while we're switching guests here, um, I want to talk a minute uh, real quick about our, our draw uh, that just happened here in Colorado, our, our big game draw. And um, uh, the results were out. Uh, some were happy. 
Some were not. Yeah. Uh, with the with the draw system, uh, they came out, and so now we are into the leftover draw applications. They are being accepted as we speak, and that leftover draw application and correction deadline will be July 3rd. And then by July 16th, the leftover draw results are posted online. I don't know how much time we'll have for calls, but if you've got questions or comments about that, uh, we do have a kind of a full panel of gifts. But uh, I would certainly like to get maybe a couple of calls on the draw if you were happy with that or are not happy with that. Um, I actually drew my bull, my buck, and a bear. So <laughs> I, was, I, was, I got three Bs there. So I uh, came up pretty lucky. But, man, I've had a lot of friends that, you know, been drawing every year or had point and didn't and this whole thing with not paying for the tag um until you drew boy really skewed it and just really messed a lot of people up too so anyway uh and then we've got the remaining limited licenses will go on sale august the 7th and um and over the counters then uh will go on august 9th so a lot of things there about our draw well let's talk about one of my favorite animals in all the world and that's dogs all right we have victory service dogs here with us and executive director steve Corey. steve thanks for joining us thank you for having me so tell us a little bit about your organization so we're working with veterans that come back um disabled ptsd traumatic brain injury um mobility issues our latest client was uh special forces and was badly injured on his last jump, so we've helped him with the dog and and the training. Yeah, and, and in my experience with these dogs, that as you got, so your your particular uh, entity helps the two combine, right? Right. We match the veteran up with the right dog, and, and then they both go into training together. Yep, that's what I was going to ask you about because yeah. that's the that's the most important aspect of it, isn't it? Is the, the training and then yeah, that's. And, it helps them get out of their basements. Um, the training is therapeutic for them and gives them a purpose. And a lot of these guys need uh, something to look forward to every day. And seeing the dog uh, as an accomplished service dog is huge for them. And what I've noticed, too, in my practice, I've had a couple of clients that have had dogs with the PTSD on how that affects them in their life. It changes their life completely because, number one, they have something else to worry about to some degree in the sense that the person has the dog and then the dog is there to to help the person when they do have those anxieties. Um, And it really works well. It does. Um, Helps them 24-7. If they have nightmare issues, the dog will wake them up. Um, helps them out in public, just every area of their lives it makes a difference. And this is an expensive deal. I mean, this is not a cheap deal per dog. What's it cost right. from the time you start training a dog to the time you turn that dog over? Could be anywhere from 3500 to $7,500. We, we try to keep it cheaper than most organizations. We use a lot of volunteers. We uh, work out special deals with trainers. Okay. So we want to make it affordable so we can help more veterans. Sure. Um, What are your biggest needs right now besides money? (laughs) Okay, because we all need that So with these things. But how can people help you, I guess, is my question. Well, I'm looking for trainers in the Denver area so we can help veterans out up here. Um, I could use a trainer in Pueblo. Okay, and we we, they can hear us great in Pueblo, so. If you'd like to get in touch with Steve, is this right 
I assume the correct phone number you'd like yeah, to have. Yeah, that's okay. my cell phone. All right, Steve's number is 719-651-8559. That's 719-651-8559, and it's uh, Vets Helping Vets. So, um, um, again, the great organization, we just met them here. But um, I'm telling you, we we interviewed some others throughout the past and, boy, had the vet come in with the dog and heard their personal stories and, Man, it's it's unbelievable what that can mean to their life. It really does. It's the 22 suicides a day is what motivated me to start this. So um, it makes a difference. Right. Now, do you have any events uh, coming up or any time that you might want to promote? Um, we're doing an event on July 7th with the uh, River Deep Alliance. It's a clay shoot that supports us. Oh, we might be interested so, in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's at Kiowa Creek. Oh, Kiowa Creek. Guess, All right, yeah. You know about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. July yeah. 7th. So, yeah. $100 to get signed up. Nice. So you were talking about trainers. What sort of trainers are you looking for in the way of, of dog trainers? Um, either a trainer that has experience with uh, just basic obedience okay. or full-blown service dog training experience. Okay. Great. Yep. All right, in both the Denver metro area and Pueblo is what you're looking for. Right. All right. Yep. All right, good deal. Again, this is Victory Service Dogs, vets helping vets change their lives through a partnership with a service or support dog. Now, let's, we've got about 60 seconds here, but with a service or support dog, difference. So there is a emotional support animal, um, guys that are able to get out into public more, um, but still have the PTSD issues, yep. anxiety issues. Um, we'll help them with the emotional support animal. Okay. They and just can't take it everywhere. Right. And, again, if you'd like to get in touch with Steve, help them out. Um, I mean, I assume volunteers you can always use. <laughs> on our website. Yeah, and on if website. you'd like to make a donation in some way, uh, get in touch with him. It's 719-651-8559. That's 719 651 8559, and you can get in touch with them about their event. Also on July 7th, clay shoot, which uh, we will try to do before we leave here today. <laughs> and uh, uh, see if we can help you out some more. So, hey, awesome. man, we appreciate it. All right. Thank All right. Nice to much. meet you. Thank you. All Thank right. you. Let's go to the phones now. And as you can tell, we're kind of blowing through breaks. We are just jammed up here. Aaron Casey's joining us from Phoenix Weaponry. Aaron, how are you, sir? Doing pretty good down here at the Longmont Gun Show today. Okay. All right. That's right. That is, man. I already forgot about that. That's today and tomorrow, then, correct? Yep. yep. All right. And where's that being held? It's at the Boulder County Fairgrounds. Boulder County Fairground. Okay. Boulder? Let you have <laughs> <a gun. laughs> it's in Longmont, though, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aaron? Yeah. It's in Longmont. Uh, yeah. We were just hoping there's going to be some protesters, but nobody showed. It's funny how the protesters don't show up to a spot that has guns. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. weird. I was hoping to buy them some water. <laughs> no kidding. So uh, you got a lot of your uh, guns on display, I assume. People can come by and oh, look yeah. at all your different things. Yep, all of our standard displays down here. My guys are hanging out, um, you know, showing off the 4570 and Recoil magazine this month and shooting Illustrated. So, you know, I'm getting some good press. That's awesome. Well, good deal. So, Aaron, where does all this stuff, you know, with government, we're, we're down here at the Western Conservative Summit and a lot of, you know, different people that we talk to, and especially in this crowd or, you know, for our guns, you know, they're saying, uh, and for, you know, concealed carry, all the different things. I mean, as a person that operates in places that makes, you know, firearms, um, 
Uh, I mean, what do you guys think about the uh, temperature, so to speak, now in the government about guns and all that? Uh, it's tough to say. I mean, they're really capitalizing on the uh, on the misfortunes and the and the bad things that people have been doing lately. Uh, you know, with you know weapons, and so they're not going to let that go to waste. And you know, they're going to continue a full push to try to limit what we can do and what we can't do. Um, we just have to push back. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's the Boulder County Fairground, and uh, yep. Phoenix Weaponry will be there through what about five today. Five today, ten to four tomorrow. Okay. Now, again, our show is live right now, Saturdays 1 to 2. So if you're listening on Sundays, uh, it is a re-airing of our Saturday show at 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. on Sunday. And um, But get down and see Aaron, and I, I, I promise you, if you'll, uh, it's hard to say, you know, some kind of blanket discount on, on different things because they have just a lot going on with Phoenix Weaponry and uh, everything there uh, is custom-made. But yeah, I promise you, if you mention our show, Sports from Colorado, Aaron will do something special for you. Uh, they do Cerakoting. They've got gunsmithing available. If you've got a current um, gun you want to do some things to, uh, Aaron can fix you up there, too, and uh, maybe tweak it a little bit. And uh, they're also doing all the suppressors, which are extremely cool and has extremely destroyed my life of shooting any other thing without a suppressor uh, now. But uh, I told Aaron, I said, man, I need, like, 15 suppressors for everything I got, Kevin. I mean, you go and shoot, and, man, that and then the triggers on his guns are just amazing. You know, I told him the other day I was shooting another rifle, and, I, man, I was pulling it, and I was like, is my safety still on? It's like a 7-8 pound trigger, you know. And so, man, to get to get just get a custom firearm by Phoenix Weaponry is really, really awesome. But uh, Aaron will do a great job there in Longmont, and Aaron will be glad to give you a little tour of his facility there. You can check them out at phoenixweaponry.com. I mentioned the magazines that are on the shelves one more time, Aaron. Uh, we got Recoil Magazine this month. We're on the cover. Uh, Eight-page spread. We're online with uh, Shooting Illustrated. And then we're waiting for two more to come out, one in Guns and Ammo and probably another one in Tactical World here in the next couple months. All right, good deal. And uh, some great articles. And, boy, Aaron's been working this for a long time, so it is great to see uh, uh, his shop doing well and us getting the word out about Phoenix Weaponry. So, Aaron, thanks, man. I may zip down there. I'm halfway there from downtown, so maybe I'll sit down there and I, see you in a little bit. we got an event coming up here, if you don't mind. If we uh, Okay, no, no, there. no, please. Um, we're going to do we're doing an LE Appreciation Day, so Law Enforcement Appreciation Day on June 29th, starting at 9 a.m. We're grabbing okay. some coffee and donuts by Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, we're going to do a 20% off for all active and retired LE on purchases, all purchases, suppressors, everything. If they purchase a rifle or do a build with us that day, they get a one-year service or cleaning for free. You just bring it in whenever you want and clean it, take care of the weapon for them for free. And then we're also doing a patch swap. So if they want to bring up department patches and do some swapping, we can uh, you know, do some patch swaps. So that's on the 29th at 9 okay. a.m. All right, good deal. Hey, man, we appreciate it, and uh, I'll Anytime. maybe get in there and see you here in a little bit. All right, see you, bye. All right, thank you. Again, that is Aaron Casey from Phoenix Weaponry. So, Kevin, real quick, um, we got our hunting season coming up. Yes. All right. Sometimes people make a mistake. <laughs> um, I got to think about this driving down here this morning. In the legal world, saying less is always better. You've always said that yes. when you find something. But – Let's say someone finds themselves in a situation and uh, 
let's just take archery's our first big game season. Someone's got a buck tag, they shoot a doe or vice versa, whatever. They make a mistake. What do you advise in that way when you want to uh, self-report? Right. So my experience with uh, law enforcement and wildlife issues is they always want you to be acting ethically uh, under the circumstances. And what that means is that, generally speaking, to be truthful and to be honest with them about what's going on. And what I have found over time is the, the wildlife officers have a significant amount of ability to decide what they want to do in regards to charging someone. And so self-reporting, I think, is the smart thing to do in this sort of situation. Um, and I think that it, it, in, in the long run, you may still get charged, but in the long run, they're going to be an advocate for you when you're in, in the system so that they can at least say, hey, listen, this person came to us. This is a situation where they broke the law, but at the same time, they gave us the benefit of the doubt, and they actually were pretty honest about what took place. And so it's a benefit, especially when you get to the point where, if you, let's say you get points and you're looking at a restriction on your on your hunting or fishing privilege, sure. you can then go in and have a hearing about that, and you'll be able to talk with them about what you did, why you did it, and how it's changed the way that you're going to hunt or fish in the future. And that impacts the amount of time that you, you lose that privilege um, in the sense that if you're up front and you're not in a situation where they think that they need to be significantly punitive in in the way that they handle that revocation, mm-hmm. it's going to be less time that you're yeah. not going to be in the field. And the main thing is read all the different brochures. Yeah. I'm, I mean, reading the guidelines, you know, most of the time, and especially the big game brochure, they'll have what's new in there. But you've got to make yourself aware because uh, – Ignorance is not usually it's a not, good defense. It is not a defense, especially with regard to where you're at and which zones you're in. I mean, you've got to make sure that yeah, you know, yeah, well, unit, yep, the unit is really private important. land, yep, public land. You want to make sure that you have permission to be where you're at and where you shoot the animal at, yeah, because that's going to affect how uh, potentially something happens to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great to been great to be down here the last couple of days. We've still got a few more minutes, but Dan Muir has been a, a great help to us yesterday here for our Haystack show. We were here for two hours. Dan helped us set up a lot of interviews, co-hosted, and uh, done a lot of work this morning already on Drive Radio. So, Dan, it's been a pretty good event. Yes, it has. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of people love Sportsman of Colorado, too, as they're walking through here. So they listen to your show, and they love hunting, and they love fishing. And so you guys have got it. I'm telling you. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, great topic in this state. Oh, I'm it telling is. you for sure. No and, question about uh, it. You know, Terry Wickstrom, our good friend, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, uh, does a great job in our show. And as far as I know, we're the only two shows, in this, uh, when I say the state, in this area, uh, you know, that have it. And so, yeah, it is it is a, a lot of fun doing it. And you meet a lot of great people in this outdoor community, for sure. And I was talking to somebody. They were saying, you're going to be down at the Western Summit? <laughs> why, why are you going to be down there? And I said, well, think about it. I mean, think about the resources that we have in the state and what sportsmen generally mean. Oh, yeah. And generally speaking, they're conservative. I mean, they just have... The, the right values, they well, you understand. Know, it, comes, it comes down to guns and killing things. It's just kind of a <laughs> real conservative thing. That's, that's, son, after a hard work week, <laughs> there's nothing better, right? Nothing better. Smell of gunpowder. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, we were talking with Austin Parr on fishing and everything, and you're out on Cherry Creek a lot. Um, boy, a lot of issues can happen with boats and drinking. I mean, it's going to be 90-something degrees today. Yeah. I mean, uh, so... Give us some tips there on what you got to be careful. Right. On. So the first tip is don't uh, don't consume alcohol while you're in a boat with a motor. Period. I mean that's the bottom line. But for for example, Cherry Creek today with all of the heat, there's going to be 
150 boats out there. The likelihood of you uh, potentially having somebody that is going to run into you that's been impaired by alcohol is pretty pretty high. So I think the best thing that you do is you make sure that you're not in that situation. So if you're going to drink, drink on shore or have somebody else drive the boat that hasn't been drinking, period. I mean, you can get, you know, you don't have to be 18 to drive a boat. I mean, sure. you, can, you can go through the training and you can, you can be driving, uh, you know, and, and that person shouldn't be drinking. That's 16 to 21. So have someone that, that's able to run that boat safely and, and take care of it if you're going to take part in, in any sort of intoxicants. I mean, there's lots to do in the state this time of year without get out and get fishing yeah. because the fishing is really good. Absolutely. And, um, and as much as people complain about, for example, on Cherry Creek, the fishermen complain, oh, all these guys that are, you know, running jet boats and, and skiing and everything else. What happens this time of year is they'll go through areas and they'll be, they'll be killing bait fish, basically, as they're water skiing and doing other things. And those predators will come into those areas in the evening. And so those fish know where those people are skiing and doing the other things. So get in there and get, and get fishing because that's going to be, I've been right, right in amongst where the people are, are doing the water skiing and everything else. Um, you know, at nine, ten o'clock in the morning at Cherry Creek, and just hammering fish because that's where the big ball of bait fish have been, and they've just churned up the water and killed those fish, and those predators come in. So right. keep that in mind, and and just be safe. Sure. The, 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 let's face it, the resources we have, we've got more people in the front range and more people using it. If everybody can be a little bit friendlier, a little more kindness, and just. Take it easy, and uh, everybody will have a good time. Yep, absolutely. And I mentioned the wildlife violation thing, and, of course, here we're talking about DUI and personal injury, all the things there. Uh, that is what Flesh and Beck uh, are all about. So um, if you ever need Kevin, uh, 303-806-8886. That's 303-806-8886. You can check out his website at fleshlawfirm.com. That's F-L-E-S-C-H Law Firm. Dot com. All right. I don't know if you guys noticed this with being downtown. Sun, bicyclists, scooters, all the different things. You know, now recently. Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> Not. Again, I don't want to make started. bicycle people mad at me because, you know what? I mean, you got a right to ride a bicycle. We just need a hunting season on bicycles. <laughs> Man, I mean, I'm riding down, and these people are acting like they do so. On the right. road. They do. Yeah. I think they've got a receipt. And receive. these scooter things, Kevin, I want to talk about this a little bit because there's, yeah. there's been the news lately. Two different scooter companies kind of moved in. Where yeah. You can check these scooters out and leave them anywhere. Right. And then the city came back and said, no, you can't, whatever. And I got to thinking about, man, they're leaving bars in the evenings on scooters and stuff, you too. You can get a DUI on a scooter. That's my deal. How, How about you? a Segway? Segway, I don't, I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't know. I know I've I've had uh, certainly scooters because there's 50 cc and then then above that um, bicycles. I've heard of. I've heard of you, what, what, in Boulder. I've heard of a DWI on a bicycle. That's what I've heard. Boulder has tried to charge people with within the last couple of years. Wow. But but the point is is that the scooters is a big deal um, because they're using them in the bike lanes. They're especially under 50 cc's and. Um, They've got to follow the traffic laws just like anybody else. You know, come else. to think about it, Boulder would have to build a bigger jail. <laughs> they could really give out the DWIs on bicycles. <laughs> well, again, we've got a, a few minutes left here. If, if we want to talk about our, our draw just a little bit, uh, once again, real quick, we had a kind of a lineup of guests there real quick, but we certainly we have a few minutes now. Uh, 303-477-5600 is our number. Uh, and again... Dan, you, when are you going to start hunting with us, man? Okay. Well, we got to get you 
Well, I, I need right. to be invited. Okay. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, next May, Africa. There you uh, go. Yeah, right, yeah. Start okay. me off big. Can, can yeah. we go find a deer or something out here? Uh, exactly. Uh, but again, the. I would, I would love to get a few calls on this because, I mean, my, again, I've seen a lot of guys that have contacted us through our Facebook. And, uh, by the way, that's Sports from Colorado Radio. Just very unhappy with the way the new system has worked. Um, as you know, we had to pay the, the $3 deal for species and then not have to pay for the tag um, until you were drawn. And um, all the us been putting in for moose for years, I mean, well, from my understanding, that um, just went through the roof with applications for uh, sheep and moose, all the different things there, and just really all the species. And um, so would love to hear from you. Again, our number is 303-477-5600. But if you miss the, the dates that are important now, um, our leftover draw applications are being accepted um, as of June the 6th, and the leftover draw application and correction deadline will be July 3rd. And then July 16th, the leftover draw results will be posted online. And then in August, uh, that's where the left leftover and over-the-counter licenses will go on sale. That is August the 7th at 9 a.m. And uh, let's see here. And then August the 9th is over-the-counter and over-the-counter with caps licenses on sale. So, uh, again, if you've got any questions or comments uh, about our draw, we will take those. Um, now, Kevin, you, we're... We're going to be looking at uh, doing some fishing. Uh, we got time. For, um, get with Kevin a little bit and explain there, and we'll try to get him on. <laughs> okay. Um, um, we're going to be doing uh, some fishing uh, a little bit later here at the end of the month. Uh, we're going to be floating the Colorado, uh, Kevin Flesh, another friend of ours. So uh, we're going to be doing that and looking forward to that, and we'll get with you on there. A couple other things, a couple other sponsors we want to mention real quick. Well, we have another guest getting situated here. One is Yes Bay Lodge, and that is out of Ketchikan, Alaska. And uh, you can call them or check them out at yesbay.com. And if you mention our show, it is $27.95 for four nights and three full days of fishing. That is all-inclusive, but you've got to mention our show uh, to get that. And uh, also our friends at bushmansquiver.com. That is um, our great guys in South Africa, and uh, just had another friend went over there and had a great safari. Um, I'm actually serving on their pro staff, so if you've been thinking about South Africa, uh, we can help you with that. We can design a package just for you. So uh, if the draw didn't go your way and you want to do something and head over to South Africa, we can help you up out. And um, Kevin and his family, they were just over there. And um, Kevin, uh, real quick. Um, got a few minutes here. Uh, your trip was just amazing over oh there with God. your family. It was it was it was a life changing trip, and it was one of those trips that uh, all of my family. We still, you know, the month and a half after we've uh, come back, continue to talk about it on a regular basis. So anybody who has any interest in going over there has to check out Bushman's Quiver and go over sooner than later yep. because uh, it's just waiting for you to. I mean, the the game is incredible. The people are fantastic. Just everything was. Really, really spectacular, world-class. Absolutely. Well, again, our show's been a little bit different today. We've mixed in some politics with some outdoors, but we're coming to you live from the 2018 Western Conservative Summit, and we are going to wrap up our last couple of minutes here. Uh, Brian Watson, uh, Colorado Treasurer, 
Absolutely. How are you doing, sir? Welcome. Nice Thanks to meet you. And, appreciate it. And a fly fisherman. Oh, yeah. a fly fisherman. Yeah. Oh, well, you guys can talk. That's then. right. Y'all yeah. bring them up. I can shoot them. Okay. <laughs> That's like about that. how good I am on the water. <laughs> All right, sir. Um, so are you going to be speaking down here, or have you already spoke? Or I'm are you not. just kind of just getting, getting to know some folks down here? Yeah, well, we've been running. Uh, I grew up on the western slope of Colorado, a little town of Olathe. So I've been hunting and fishing oh. ever since I was knee high. Okay. And, and eating uh, sweet corn. Yeah, exactly. And eating sweet corn <laughs> while we do it. But uh, I've also hunted all around the world as well and uh, just a big believer in the outdoors. All right. Good deal. So in your role as treasurer, what, is there a role as, as, as treasurer in the outdoors, do you think? Yeah, I think that there is. You know, the treasurer has three primary responsibilities, um, handling the unclaimed property fund for the state of Colorado, acting as the chief financial officer, and serving on the para board. But the fourth thing that the, para get, uh, the treasurer gets to do is to be the flag bearer about anything financially related and matters. And you think about the impact of hunting and fishing in the state of Colorado and all the people that come along. And so I think we need someone in that role who's going to be positive and realize the importance of the great outdoors uh, in our communities. That's awesome. So from past uh, regimes a little bit, what what, what can you bring here? Yeah. So I'm a small business owner. As I said, I grew up on the western slope of Colorado, so everything about the western slopes is in my blood. I started a, a company about 18 years ago called North Star Commercial Partners, and I buy vacant buildings all throughout America to create jobs and opportunity and empower Americans, and I own assets in 16 states. So I'm taking wow. all that business experience and investment experience and bringing it to the state treasurer's office. I've built up a portfolio of over a billion dollars uh, from nothing. One of the other things I'm doing is a pledge not not to take a salary from state government when elected. Uh, I believe in good stewardship, and I want to reduce the cost and burden of government and to start with a state treasurer's salary by not taking one. Okay, not talking about sporting things here, but talking about the para board. Yeah. How are they going to handle you coming in and, and being on that board if you have that sort of experience? Yeah. Well, the first thing I'm going to do when elected is go and take every single one of them out to a cup of coffee and get to know them as people. And I think bringing that and building that relationship, hopefully we can uh, create some solutions there because you know what? It affects every one of it us. It sure does. And my sister's a school teacher, and we want to fight on behalf of people who are looking forward to it, but also all Coloradans. You know, we're spending $230 million a year in interest payments alone for PARA. It's our largest single debt obligation for the state of Colorado. We can't kick the can down the road. We right. need someone who's going to have a spine to actually go do something about it. And to understand what their financial condition is like exactly. and where exactly their investments yeah. are. Invested. How can you solve for something you don't even know the magnitude right. of it? And that's really the problem right now. And our current legislators, they waited to the last half of the last day to put a vote forth on PARA. This is not something you can wait to the last half of the last day of a session. You need to be going in there and tackling it right now. Well, George Brockler, I had him on yesterday. He yeah. said the la- three most dangerous days in the state for the last three days. Oh, be careful. Yeah, and you know, oh. sadly, these politicians, they want to look busy, and they're like, hurry up, let's vote on something. Well, right. some of them don't even know what they're voting on. And so for me, I really want to be a statesman. I'm not interested in being a politician. They're interested in their own skin in the next election. Right. A statesman has a spine and is willing to do something about it. And people can learn more at brianwatson.vote. We're going to run a positive, proactive campaign. I'd be honored to serve them in the role of treasurer for the state of Colorado. So sportsmen of Colorado that are listening to us right mm-hmm. now, why do you, why do you think they should vote for you? Well, uh, as I said, I'm a big believer in the outdoors and I've been doing it a long time. If you look at my mascot, it's my horse Apache and I yep. hunt off of Apache. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bow hunter, I'm a rifle hunter, I'm a you know bird hunter uh, and everything in between. And so I'm very, very passionate about the outdoors of Colorado. I grew up on the western slope. In fact, my logo there are the San Juan Mountains and I've hunted and fished and been all through those mountains and uh, I'm their kind of people. I'm cut from the same piece of cloth. I'm not someone who does it for a photo op. I'm actually 
in the field in my camo. And uh, actually, uh, you know, that's part of the American heritage. Awesome. All right. Well, good. Man, I'm glad you made it over here because we just had a few minutes left. But nice to meet you. Well, thank you so and, much. Uh, we'll try to figure this out again. So it's brianwatson.vote. Uh, go check him out. And, uh, again, we've met a lot of great folks down here. So from time to time, uh, we're going to uh, make contact throughout. And uh, uh, we'll try to figure out time get you back on, give you a little bit more time as well, sir. Thank you so much, and thanks for all the good work you guys are doing. Oh, thank you. And I so. hope to see you in the field. Hey, absolutely. absolutely. I love the Western Slope. We hunt over in Meeker a lot, yep. you know, that area. So uh, Good yeah, country. Yeah, it's beautiful over there for sure. Again, Flash Law, Flash and Beck, 303-806-8886. You can check out Kevin's website um, at fleshlawfirm.com. And um, it's just about a wrap. And uh, Steve's been running our show for us down here today, so we appreciate Steve Ebling from our, our uh, control tower here uh, running everything. want to thank John Rush and Drive Radio for uh, getting all our equipment set up, and uh, or actually John's equipment. He brought his today and uh, leaving it all set up for us so we could do our show easy. So, Kevin, it's been a pretty cool deal down here at the Western Conservative Summit. You know, some good folks and some good sportsmen that are running for political office, so check out yep. Their websites, both Greg Lopez and Brian Watson, seem like really good folks and got their heart in the right place. Absolutely. So check out their websites and, and make some informed decisions. Absolutely. Well, hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Get out and enjoy it. It is beautiful. And once again, our show is replayed on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. So if you missed some of the show today and you want to catch it, tune in tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. And, again, thanks for everyone here that helped us out. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.